quiet bunch. Alrighty, Romans 12. Romans 12. The Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts. Romans 12, starting in verse 4. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service and our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. All right, so are there other spiritual gifts mentioned in Scripture? Yes. All right, anybody know where? Yes, good. Um, well, 13 is the love chapter, but 12. So yes, you're really, really close there. So flip on over to 1 Corinthians 12. Good, Susan. So the first 11 verses, everybody, if, or if you all would just kind of read a verse or two. Um, so I'm not going to read them all. So you guys... Somebody start with verse 1. Clint, I'll tell you what, how about if you start, and when you get tired, somebody else pick up where he left off. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagan, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except the Holy Spirit. Verse now, four. There are a variety of gifts that are the, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone, to each given the manifestation of the Spirit for common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. And to another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by one spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. All right, so do all of these gifts exist today? It's a loaded question, isn't it? <laughs> what are your thoughts? Can't, let me back up. Could all of these gifts still exist today? Maybe that one. We'll make that easier. All right. Yes, they could. Um, do we experience all of these gifts today in America? No. All right. No. All right. We, we don't. Now... You know, I'm not, I'm not going to say everywhere in the world that they don't, um, you know, because I can't be every place in the world and I don't know everything that takes place all around the world. Um, 
but we do know, you know, where where we are. You know, some of these gifts, you know, they they were important in the early church um, and during the apostolic time, but it appears that some of them are no longer utilized or no longer um, as necessary as they once were, um, if that makes sense. Um, What's that? Diminished. Right, they've diminished to a great degree. All right, so... Um, you know, so with that said, you know, I, I want it to, I do want to bring to your attention that there are, you know, Romans, um, Romans and first Corinthians do speak mo- the two mo- mo- most common places that speak of spiritual gifts. Um, but at the same time, you know, some of these have, are, aren't as evident as they once were, um, you know, and, and there's, you know, we know, like, miracles. You know, I, I don't know anybody that's ever performed a miracle on somebody else. Um, you know, again, maybe in other parts of the world that has happened now. You know, and again, but, but how could we define, to some degree, maybe it's a stretch, but, you know, someone that has a gift of, of healing or gift, you know, will take the gift of healing. All right, how could we possibly, how could maybe we apply that today? All right, yes. You know, that, that doctors have a gift, you know, that, that they've learned, they've, God has enabled them to have the um, understanding of the body and how it works, how it functions. Um, they can interpret symptoms and be able to treat, you know, as necessary. Now, even with that said, who is the only giver of healing and health? God is, right? <laughs> All right, so even through that, God is still the one providing the healing. Um, you know, so, you know, I know different commentaries kind of try to guide your thoughts that way. I'm not saying it's wrong. You know, it, it does help us understand it maybe a little bit better. Um, but again, it's not like, in during the Jesus's day or the apostles where, you know, the shadow of Peter walking down the street, you know, just falls on somebody that's lame and they jump up and can walk. All right. It, it's, that's not happening today in America. Anyway, but Troy. As you say, as we're fruitful, we're growing as a tree. Like in Psalm 1, we're going to grow leaves. Yes. We're going to be, and those leaves are for the healing of the nation. So I would argue that, yes, there's still some healing. Okay. Be, healing from bitterness. Right, more more emotional spiel. Yes, yeah, but not you know the the lame aren't jumping up walking and the blind aren't you know seeing just by a shadow or somebody touching them. But when when you look through the whole Bible, that there's only like three periods where you actually can see miracles, and it's when Moses came, Elijah, and Christ and the apostles. You don't see miracles or healing like that any other situations other than one or two Z's yeah. here and there. So it's not a constant like you being in Christ or the people of God just right. had always experienced, experienced miracles until the whole, right. It was just a specific uh, uh, moment in time and it was to ratify that person so that people know that he was sent by God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's a good understanding of you know, Christ and the apostles, that it solidified their 
um, importance or their authority um, so that people would listen and, and recognize who they are. Good. Good thought. Yep. Yeah, I think it's bad to also um, differentiate the fact that we can experience healing even by prayer. Yes. You know, when we pray or when right. we pray for yeah. And not necessarily that somebody has a gift of healing all the time. He prays for somebody that person has. To yes, healing. yes, and and I, I you know, yes, and I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, we can pray for people, and, and God does heal. I mean, I, I mean, in the last 35 years here at Berean, I mean, there have been I, I can't even tell you how many times we've prayed for someone, you know, that had cancer or had other medical issues, and you know, they've gone to the doctor you know, for a checkup or gone back, you know, they've done the test and said, you know, your cancer is gone. Um, you know, I know we've had folks before where they literally were on their way to the operating room and they did one more x-ray or one more scan and said, uh, whatever, you know, it's gone. We don't need to do surgery. All right. So yes, God, God is still in the, 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 um, what's the word? He, he's still healing people and doing miracles um, but again, we have to understand that it, it's God and it's not like, you know, Pastor Sean went and put his hand on somebody and said, be healed. And, you know, they, exactly. you know, then all of a sudden they were healed. So yes, you know, I'm di differentiating between, you know, our prayers to God and God provides healing as opposed to what the apostles in Christ did where, you know, Jesus said, you know, Hey, you know, I'm going to spit in the mud and stick this on your eyes, go wash it off and you'll be, you know, you can see, or, you know, he just touched a, the, the coffin and they came back to life kind of thing. So to me, that would be the difference. So, yes, I'm glad you brought that up um, as well in that. Um, all right. So if you don't know what your spiritual gifts are, um, this is just there are several online. Um, this is giftstest.com. And I did it last Sunday afternoon. Um, went through that and I kind of thought I knew what my gifts were so I just wanted to verify and see how easy it was um, for you I think there was 40 multiple choice questions and you just click go through you know it's like one to five how strongly does this you know represent you vary or none so you click through all of them and then they break it down for you that was mine um, I couldn't get it to I had to take a picture of an upload but service was my Number one, and then teaching, then administration, then craftsmanship, then exhortation. Um, so that was kind of how mine fell out um, in that. So um, feel free to do that. Um, it's free. Um, and they haven't bugged me with too many emails afterwards either. <laughs> All right. So are spiritual gifts the same as natural talents or abilities? All right. No. Can they overlap? All right. Yes. All right. Um, but they don't necessarily have to. So someone can have a a spiritual gift that is not their natural um, ability or they can coincide and be together. So, you know, that's something that you have to work through. You have to figure out um, what they are and um, how to utilize them. All right. So what is the purpose of our spiritual gifts? All right, to glorify God, ultimately. So how do we put that, how do we make that more practical? All right, we share with others. Help people in need. Anything else? To edify and uplift one another. 
All right, good. Edify and uplift one another. Yep. I think part of it is... Isaiah. I got it right this time. <laughs> Each of our individual gifts. Hopefully I never forget your name again. Isaiah. Okay. <laughs> um, each of our individual gifts when we're working together as a group it like turns us into a full body yes. instead of just a bunch of individuals who are good at specific things when we're working together alright good that's just like in Romans 12 yep we're all, we, we're all different but you know we all of us function together as, as one as a body alright so the purpose of our spiritual gifts is to help us in a sense to help the body of Christ be unified all right, we could kind of sum it up that way. All right, if you could, if there is one word, one, one word that you could, and I'm making it really hard on you this morning, so you have to really think. But if you could think of one word that would answer this question, it starts with an M. What would it be? And it ends in a Y. Ministry. Yay! She didn't even look at my my slides or anything. Good. All right. So. Ministry. She does Wordle every day, so she's really good at stuff like that. Um, it's more than five letters, but hey, all right. But so, all right. So, how would you define ministry? Going to make you really think. Something like a church service. All right, service. Um, something with the church. You can minister in the church, but do you have to? Is ministry only? Does it only take place in the church? No. All right. No. All right, it can be anywhere. All right, so how else would you define it? Sharing God's word. All right, sharing God's word. Anything else? All right, serving other people. Troy, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just uh, captured stuff from John Piper a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> Is ministry your ministry in Second Corinthians 1, or not that we lord it over your faith, but we work with you for your joy? All right. Yeah, I'd say it's the activity that presents the spiritual gifts. All right, it's the activities that present the spiritual gifts. All right, so is all of this ministry? All right, I just did a big collage. All right, so yes, I mean, whether you're feeding the homeless or providing a meal or just sitting talking with someone, you know, trying to help them through an issue, or you're just sitting talking with them, you know, just fellowship. Sharing life. Sharing life. You, you know, all of those things, whether you're out actually, you know, on a missions trip in a third world or another country, you know, sharing the gospel and going around handing out New Testaments. You know, it's the, the Gideons handing out Testaments and, you know, just trying to minister to people. You know, working with the homeless. You know, all of that is just ministry. Um, you know, just coming to church. You know, Pastor mentioned that this morning. You know, just coming to church. You know, we don't come to church for ourselves. Now, hopefully being here, you get something out of it. But... But the idea of you're coming to the body of Christ, you're coming to, as Isaiah said, to utilize, to use your gift really to strengthen someone else and to encourage them. You know, a byproduct is you get fed as well, but the, the, I, the purpose behind you being fed is so that you then can use your gifts or, and to be more of a blessing and help to others. Um, so it's kind of, you know, a continuation of it. 
You know, and so if you're not here, you can't be fed. And if you're not fed, then you get weak and you're not able to utilize the gifts that God has given you as effectively as if you had been here and had gotten the, the, the strength that you needed. All right. So, you know, our, our purpose here in receiving the gifts or being given the gifts is to use them. Um, not just to say, oh, I have all these gifts and, you know, how great I am. No, it's, you know, God has given me these things for me to go out now, utilize them, and to help others um, with them um, through service, through ministry um, of them. You know, Matthew 25 says, for I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, you welcomed me. I was naked, you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison, you came to me. The righteous will say, Lord, when did we do all of this? You know, and when did we do that? And he said, truly, as you did it unto one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. All right, and then we have the flip side of that. What, what's the flip side of that? The, the self-righteous ones, what do they say? Didn't we in your name? Right, you know, didn't we do all of this in your name? And he, what does he say? He says, depart from me, I never knew you. <laughs> you know, so it's this attitude, we're, we're not doing it to be seen. We're not doing it to pat ourselves on the back or get somebody else to pat ourselves. It's this idea that, you know, it's just my way of life. You know, I'm just out helping others, ministering, serving them, using, again, the gifts to um, bring the glory to God as Melissa said back in the beginning. All right, so Jesus expects us to be his ministers on earth. You know, his hands, his feet. You know, he describes those who follow him as members of his body. You know, what is unique about the body of Christ, you know, and how, how do we fit into it? Isaiah kind of brought this up just a minute ago. So kind of build on what he said. Okay, right? we all have different roles. We need all of them. But we need all of them. Good. I was going to say we work together as a team. Okay. Yes, we, we all work together. Another, um, how, how else does, I think Paul describes it, how does Paul describe the body of Christ? As many members. As many members. And what is these, you know, you know it's, it's really, I've always loved that passage. You know, he, he like literally draws it out and says what? Some of you are, Eyes right, he said some of you are an eyeball, some of you are a big toe, some of you are a hand. You know, there's only one head, so, you know, everybody can't be the head. You know, we got ten fingers, you know, everybody can, you know, you can be a finger, you can be a toe. You, you know, and what's, what is the idea in all of that? Or all of those as, as uh, showy as the others? No, but are they all necessary? Yes. <laughs> yeah. They complement each other. I mean, you know, if, if you, how many of you have ever broken your big toe? <laughs> Nobody? Glenn? Glenn and me, we're the only two. <laughs> I mean, it's really miserable when you don't have a big toe or you can't utilize it. I mean, it, uh, just, I mean, try, well, I don't know. I mean, if you want to play around with it, but, you know, the, <laughs> not like break your toe, but like just pretend like you don't have a big toe or try not to use it, but. You know, it's amazing how much balance it brings to your body. You know, just that one, one phalange, is that right? Did I use that word correctly? Um, one digit. Um, you know, it's just amazing. 
Um, and, you know, all of that, you know, it's nobody's, you know, unless you wear flip-flops or sandals, you know, nobody's, you know, ladies may maybe years get seen more. Um, but, you know, for most, like, nobody ever sees my big toe, <laughs> you know, and it's on purpose. I don't want you to. Um, but it provides a great service to the body. And that's, even within the body of Christ, you know, there are some people that feel like, well, you know, I don't really have a lot to offer. I'm just, you know, a little obscure nothing. But you know what? It's still important. There's still value in that. You know, well, I might, I can't, I don't preach every Sunday. You know what? There, there can only be one person preaching a sermon. But all of us can do something as he's preaching, we can all do something before the sermon, you know, after the sermon. You know, we can all worship in song and praise and greet people during the, you know, the greeting time and all of that. You know, all of us can do that. Um, you know, we can all, well, many things. Um, I won't start listing them. But, you know, all of us can, can find how we fit in, where we fit in. And then do it to the best of our ability um, there. And we'll look at 1 Corinthians 12 next week. Um, go ahead. If you want to kind of study up on that, that's where we'll start next week. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 and following, where it's our body with many members. Um, when Paul was speaking about that, about you know the hand and the foot and the, all of that. So we'll talk about that some more next week. Um, Jeremiah, would you close us in prayer? All righty.